Welcome to episode 19 of What's the Chakkar. My name is Karan Madhok and I'm the editor and co-founder of the Chakkar. The Chakkar.com is an Indian arts review, a celebration of India's artistic creativity, where we publish writing on Indian music, film, literature, theater, art, sports and more. We also publish creative work like poetry, fiction, photography, original art, etc. In this episode, I will interview a number of guests on recent trends in music literature and film and TV from India and abroad. In conversation today with Anurag Tagat, Harshita Murarka, and Shasta Vaishnav, we will listen to music by Project Revisit, discover the Prime Video show Guilty Minds, and review books by Nev March and Marlin James. So strap in and let's go around the chakra. So I would like to welcome back Anurag Tagat to the What's the Chakra podcast. Uh, Anurag joins us from Bangalore as usual. Anurag, how are you doing? Hey guys. Yeah, good to be back on the podcast. Uh I'm doing all right. Just uh enjoying the fact that we got a bit of rain here and uh stuff. So yeah, the weather's been not as torturous as Delhi, I suppose. So yeah. Delhi is uh you know the difference between Delhi and Bangalore is the Delhi has that silent aura of you know say heat wave obviously and and despite being the fact that the heat wave sucks, it's also just, you know, it it's there's no sound to it. Where and the point I'm getting at is that for a music fan as you, thunderstorms just have a nice beat, right? It's nice rhythm. It's kind of you can you can compose to the sound of a nice thunderstorm. You can't <laughs> compose to the, to the silence of an annoying heat wave. Yeah, unless you're uh, one of those guys in an AC room who's just. Uh, well, actually, even then, I get your point. It would be hard for inspiration to strike. <laughs> no, the, the inspiration doesn't come with. With, uh, with with this kind of silence unless you are an artist of a different sort uh, uh anurag before uh, we started recording you you mentioned you're working on a couple of really cool like uh, research projects and i would love for you to discuss you know uh, the, the, you're always working with so many different stories at the same time so can you preview a, a bunch of the stuff that you are you know currently working on for sure one of the things that i got asked very recently to do was uh, to come to put together sort of like a music uh, guide to uh mumbai uh in the way that sort of talks about what all the venues are and where people go for what kind of music it's pretty interesting because you know like the it, it isn't really built the same way as uh you know because they do this uh series all over the world and for mumbai i feel it's different because you know the thing is that there aren't all the venues there are just a handful of venues that do all kinds of music so you know like i think if you wanted to go specifically for like rock or metal like you know like i think it would be the same venue where you go to see electronic music which is yeah. anti social in bombay so um yeah there's there's always things like that uh come in with with the cultural sort of like context as well as just where the music industry is at in india that's been fun i've also been uh researching yeah, uh, a bit about uh, the new uh, coke studios uh, pakistan um season to write like a sort of essay on it so fantastic. yeah really uh, uh I, it is really taken off in that way right like i think it's uh, how it remains ever popular in india is uh, really crazy and uh, i'm glad for it really it is crazy because coke studio has existed for you know i don't know like feels like decades now and 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 just when you forget about it 
it makes an amazing comeback like you know i, I, I almost put it in the back of my head like huh, like i almost take it for granted that coke studio is there it'll, it'll bring its consistent excellence but it's it's so good <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm so glad that you mentioned that you know that it's still uh, that is still making people that is still talked about so much that you know that people haven't gone on, uh, gotten over the novelty of the excellence of coke studio um yeah so that's good to hear uh b- before we talk about our uh, our our band of the day our, our our band of the month i should say or our song of the month i would like to know what else do you would you like to preview or, or any other new artists that have dropped in the indian scene over the last month or two that you have been specifically listening to anyone else anything that we should flag or that we should you know pay attention to i definitely recently got to review an uh, assamese uh, guitarist named ojanov hazarika uh and uh, yeah he has a album out uh, called um, i think it's called rose from terracotta terracotta from roses I'm, i forget the name but uh, yeah like uh, it is an excellent sort of like instrumental guitar album mm. where you know like his playing is pretty much like to me like it evokes like everything from like grateful dead to like ali farka tore to like you know his own assamese style of like uh playing their stringed instruments so really brings that all together so wonderfully um and is that an such electric, a rare record is it an electric guitar or, or is he playing more of like a spanish guitar style i think i think it's a bit of both but there's definitely a lot of electric that i heard so um yeah like it and you know there's just like very minimal kind of uh rhythm and instrument beats kind of going on and uh yeah it just comes together so well it's such a rare album i would say to find uh such a unique album so i'm really glad that i came across it in the way which is to say that i'm really glad that he reached out to me and sent it to me uh and yeah i've really been enjoying that um and apart from that uh yeah like um i really liked irfana's i mean i know we've spoken about irfana before so like her new song came out southside menace that was really fun um and yeah just uh, this and that just uh, so much more music that's coming up that yeah i'm looking forward to as well so uh, should be there's a new live uh, album by black stride blues for example definitely looking forward to that so i was yeah. just going to mention uh, the black stride blues live album because i just concluded an interview with warren from new zealand and what's funny was that i didn't even have the live album in mind i i was still stuck on hindsight is 2020 like my whole most of my interview was about that so 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 this i, I think by the time this conversation goes out that essay will already have been published the interview will already been published but yeah there is live live album uh live love uh, it's called something like that and i think it comes out on may 7th so i think by the time uh, you guys hear this both my my, my interview with warren Uh, as well as the live album would be out and i'm really looking forward to it i think you know, when you try to talk about instrumental guitar albums that's been on my mind a lot recently absolutely absolutely yeah um so you chose um uh, again speaking of instrumentals you you, you chose the revisit project as our uh, sort of band of the month or the song of the month uh, they recently released an album called capitalist musician in a left leaning avatar uh, just about a month ago uh this band they do a lot of jazz fusions like it's very funky it's very poppy you know uh i know so little about them so do you do you know a little bit of history about this band can you share some of like the background i think this is the third album right yeah this is actually probably the fourth album if i'm not wrong but uh, yeah like they've just been very prolific that way i think they've only been around for 
maybe a little more than five years i would say like maybe a little bit more than that also but yeah i remember like when their first stuff was releasing and they were sending uh things out and stuff it was it was just a really feel good jam kind of band uh and i think even though the lineups have changed a little bit here and there they got shuffled through the guy at the center of it is abhay uh who is a saxophonist and he's the band leader that way and exceptional guy you know uh, i think some of the ways that he can sort of keep like i said like if they're so prolific that they keep putting out stuff and uh as much as yeah those records are there like i think what i realized recently seeing them for the first time in bangalore uh, a couple of weeks ago was that yeah you know they're absolutely a treat to watch live um and you know this kind of music in general is a treat to watch live if executed properly so uh it was it was just fantastic and this was even though like one of their vocalists had to sit it out because of some uh, voice issues but um, man whatever they delivered was incredible that's that's i mean the feeling i got listening to the music was oh my god like th- this should be live you know i think uh, it it's hard to translate something in a studio it's a, a music like this in a studio when uh, the grand sound that comes together you know because even the song you chose uh, it's called our broker hai party it's just like all these instruments are like flirting with each other you know it's like guitars pianos saxophones percussions it's it's like a jam session but like a very controlled razor sharp jam session you know yeah um, exactly like there's something about it that's so uh yeah like you said control is the right word and obviously i think another word people like to use is tight like you know is is this very like very very well put together that way like it just glues so well seeing it live also was just uh, quite fun uh, to um yeah and it's it's a really nice funky kind of opening song to the album basically and um they're actually on tour right now so obviously yeah like they they've been proving that one of the best ways to you know enjoy this album is actually catch it live well so my last question before we play the song is you know there's so many i feel there's so many bands now in india who are kind of experimenting with you know the jazz fusion funk fusion space uh what makes the revisited project particularly stand out or or kind of be different in their own lane than uh, if you compare them to other bands i think i think there's like a, a little bit of an excitement in them that uh i feel like might be i dare say sort of like complacent in other bands you know like uh especially in jam bands right like there's always like a little bit of where you like sort of settle but here you know like the energy just does not like uh, you know relent so i really enjoy that about them and it definitely comes from the record like it, it, they've translated it successfully on every sort of record that they've put out uh, which is again like a rarity i suppose um, especially from like you haven't even seen that many jazz fusion like sort of indian artists in these albums so to speak so you know like to hear this sort of stuff uh, this finished is like uh, really something and yeah i really enjoy like some of these funny jokes that they have with their titles and with you know like uh, album titles and things like that so i think that also proves that you know they're here to have fun they're, they're not here to like just uh, be like oh you know this is how you play it or like this is how we we're going to do it and that is the true spirit of jazz right like it, it is it, uh, it, it it's the world's best jam session you know if, if jazz is done right and and, th- and this is definitely the song you chose up broker hai party was the opening song of the new album thank you anurag for helping sort of build this up helping preview this the song and here's here's the song up broker hai party by the revisit project
Harshita Murarka is here after a long time joining us back to the What's the Chakra podcast. Harshita is here from Library, and we're going to talk about the brand new Amazon Prime show, Guilty Minds. Harshita, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and uh, you know, you pitched this the idea of uh, writing an essay about this this show, and it's something that you know I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard so much hype about it. And all I know that it's it's different. That's that's those are the kind of things trickling in about it. Uh, before I actually have you, you know, analyze the nitty gritties of the show, I want to get your, you know, just the first larger, broader reaction to ha- just having finished watching Guilty Minds. I think so. It would be on very similar lines of what you've heard. So the show is definitely different, and that is perhaps the reason so many people have liked it. That is it. biggest usp also because if you look at the web space it is so crowded with you know no show new shows coming up uh, uh, every day on different platforms ensembles have become so common and it's just you know and courtroom dramas i think uh, we have all grown up with the uh, courtroom dramas and i think uh, this show really manages to give a very realistic picture i would say of of how uh, courtrooms work and also manages to kind of put together a cast that that does great justice to the writing which is also really amazing so definitely you you've been hearing the right kind of things if i could say that ek actress aur ek director ki affair ka gossip common hai there was a clear lack of consent that amounts to rape इस तरह ड्राइवरलेस कार बनाने वाली कंपनीज को पूरी छूट मिल जाएगी डेवलपमेंट ऑफन कम्स एट अ कॉस्ट वी नीड टू अंडरस्टैंड व्हाई दिस 19 ईयर ओल्ड स्टूडेंट किल्ड द डिसीज्ड ही क्लियरली हैड अ गिल्टी माइंड अबाउट डिनर टुनाइट सो व्हाट डू यू वांट टू टॉक अबाउट अस ये क्या है इंटरोगेशन फ्लर्टेशन Yeah, so uh, Guilty Minds was released just, you know, we are recording this on the seventh of May. Uh, it was released just about two weeks ago on uh, Prime Video. Uh, the it's a Hindi language legal drama series, as you said, it's, uh, written and directed by Shefali Bhushan and Jayant Digambar Somalkar, and it stars Shreya Pilgaonkar, uh, which again, I, I think she was the, the powerhouse of her role. Uh, Varun Mitra, Suganda Garg, Kulbushan Kharbanda, and Satish Kaushik. And uh, so from the trailer, what I could tell is that it's sort of like tackling um modern and kind of pertinent legal topics like it is a courtroom drama but it's it's it, it's it's not going after your old courtroom kind of stories you know there's issues with driverless cars and music copyrights like the masala casting couch story uh, affairs so want to share a short summary of the series but you know try not to give any spoilers is it one one narrative through and through or is every episode a different case a different story what is really interesting at least what i found re- very interesting about the show is that there is one kind of story that perhaps is at the backdrop it kind of carries forward from one episode to the other in addition to different stories being tackled in each episode so we have like eight or nine different stories and each episode is about a new case but there is also this uh, overarching theme or, or another story that runs in the background a, a different case in which the protagonists are kind of involved okay. and that is used as a way to shed more light about you know how the these people are outside the courtroom you know who they are really and their subjectivities and 
how you know it, it life is not about the black and whites so i think that is really interesting in addition to of course the themes are very contemporary as you rightly mentioned uh, which also adds a bit of novelty to the show i would say so you know there is a very big focus on technology mm-hmm. but also then there there, there are shows that make you ponder about a lot of stuff for example you mentioned the driverless car uh, the case about the driverless car and the car commits an accident so then what do you do how do you go you know how do you give justice to the 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 wronged family and and the company so you know those kind of questions um almost often come up in almost every episode and then you're just like thinking uh, okay so you know you're not really jumping into a conclusion that this is right and this is wrong as usually is the case with our courtroom dramas that we have been exposed to so you really are thinking out loud that you know you just kind of becoming or or stepping into the shoes of the characters and just thinking that you know uh, you know what you would do and that is the beauty of the show that they have managed to bring that about and i that's that's perhaps one of the the, the biggest uh, things uh, about the show that i was not judging i was just mm. kind of uh, juggling with myself and questioning my own subjectivity so yeah you weren't sure if the protagonists were doing the right thing or not is that what you're trying to say like uh, even with the cases yeah so like Yeah so like how the show is structured is that uh, Shreya Pilgaonkar and and Deepak Rana which is played by Varun Mitra they are op- like the counsels who are almost often at the opposite ends of the spectrum so they are like are like you know competitors in court and then one is defending the person and one is just kind of not defending the person so you do not know which side to take obviously you might have certain sympathies that might lie with one of them but when the as and when the 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 proceedings uh, happen you just kind of question yourself for example in the case of the music copyright you have this very young teenager or or young person who thinks that he's absolutely managed to create something new using technology while on the other hand there is this old brigade who feels that you know uh, this is their creation and they have to guard it and when you listen to both sides you kind of very conflicted because you cannot help but think that both of them are right in their own ways and so the complexity of arriving at a judgment is also something that becomes very interesting and what would the judge decide because you yourself as a viewer do not know there are no rights and wrongs and that is something that happens in almost every case mm. and i would say that though there is a very big focus on technology like you know um, they also have touched upon uh, themes like you know the overriding desire to have a male child ivfs and all of that so the mix seems really really good and very well thought out yeah. so full marks on the subjects so so another issue that i noticed from watching the trailer is that you know uh, the trailer kind of seemed all over the place personally and and, and and by the way this is my issue with 80% of trailers of indian movies and shows is that they try to tell like all the masala in like a 3 minute long trailer you know so for example uh, for this one you know it was it seemed to be unserious funny sometimes sexy sometimes really socially conscious sometimes grave uh, you know there's like political uh, corruption and then there's like sexual tension and so so in your opinion like where does this series actually land on like in the sense 
uh, was it a mix of tones and and uh, I, because to me it felt tonally all over the place uh, and and did that mix of tone work for you i think it totally worked for me mm-hmm. because i just felt that it captures the contradictions of the times that we live in and it does so really well so if i were to look at this as a microcosm of the india that i currently live in i feel it just captures the pulse of the nation in flux so we are all over the place right now we don't know there's so many things happening and i think that was brought to a tv screen without being very moralistic right so it has subtle things that it throws in between so there is a reference of the a political conundrum the nexus between power and politics at the same time being very forward looking and contemporary in terms of the mix of subjects that it chooses to deal with so i think yeah i just feel that it feels all over the place because art is very much a reflection of what we mm. we are and the times that we live in and it just manages to do that really really well and yeah which is why i also thought that the title is very apt because all of us have felt guilty of being complacent in something of not doing enough or or you know so i just feel that the mind is in a constant state of chaos at the moment for anybody who is very much embedded in how india is at the moment and it just captures that and it delivers on that okay front. okay so so the reason i specifically asked a question is um, did you watch the great indian murder Yes, I I did not like that one at all. So exactly, I, I had the same. You know, I uh, and again by the, just again, I'm letting you know I'm basing this on the trailer of Guilty Minds alone. I watched the whole of the Great Indian Murder. I wrote about it, uh, but I found some similarities in the ambition of the two series in the sense that uh, you know it's trying to get a microcosm of all of India, but through certain like a certain small specific angle. You know, specific criminal cases. Uh, they're trying to explain all of India through you know. through this grand ambition for the great indian murder it really faltered i felt i felt it kind of messed up and it did it actually the bare bones of the idea were there and it could have been strong but it just tried to be too many things for too many people so yes, from your so how would you say guilty minds handle that you know the kind of trying to be a microcosm of india sort of quandary that it's put itself into I think the fact that it is very intelligent in the way that it handles what it does without being very upright about certain things is where it gets most of the things right in addition to the fact that the cast is amazing and you know they really deliver which was something that i found missing in the great indian murder despite having a richa chadha or or uh, pratik gandhi who by the way was amazing in scam i just felt that the show did not do justice to the potential of both the actors yes in contrast i feel that the cast has been used brilliantly in this show guilty minds and um uh they have really managed to weave everything together beautifully so everything kind of blends and it doesn't feel like so for example there is a muslim character there is a queer character so so it could have easily been tokenism because of how web series today are structured they just put certain things that you know just like garnishing but here they just feel very uh interwoven with the overall narrative and the show's ambition and everything kinds of comes together as a whole okay okay that's great to hear i'm curious to know how 
how the lawyer community in India have reacted to the show? Have you read anything about it? You know, I don't know. Do you have lawyer friends, or do, or do you are in are in circles that that maybe they felt it was an over exaggeration, or did they feel it was an, a proper representation of of their sort of day to day work life? So my lawyer friends are very happy about it, and oh, uh, a little bit of trivia. So Shafali Bhushan also comes from a legal background. Yeah, I think which obvious. is yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. She kind of captures the courtrooms very, very in a very real manner. Like you know, not like those jolly LLBs and other very high octave mm. kind of courtrooms mm. where you know you just feel that oh my god, you are this janda. You know, just like you know, you just want to prove something. Mm. So you know, like like the 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 condition of the courts, the judges really not put on a pedestal, trying to come to terms with technology terms. So there is a case about this AI dating app, and you know the judges completely bonkers with you know the kind of conversation and and the the millennial lingo, and it's an old lady. So you know, like all those little kind of things where you kind of humanize everything, and uh, that that is really amazing. And I think uh, uh, lawyers. Uh, have uh, good feedback to give so far in my personal capacity, yeah, but I haven't really know. read anything by a lawyer so far yeah. on this. Yeah, maybe that's something you can uh, look up when you when you write an essay about it. Be cu- I'd be curious to know from the legal community standpoint how if this show hit the mark or where, or where it didn't miss the mark. You know, are, are there any other legal dramas from India that you would compare this to or? I have really not liked the recent uh, shows or movies that have this legal angle to them honestly speaking so I think uh, it raises the bar pretty high so I think the closest that comes to my mind is caught Yes. Vivek Gomber Scott but again the subject matter is so different the medium is so different that was the movie and also the vernacular angle comes in but just the court realism you know like the fans not working or listening to the voice like the noise of the fan and all of that so the 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 all of that seems very similar and real and it's not like some nyayika mandir that you know hindi movies have kind of portrayed over the years but otherwise i cannot compare it to anything honestly okay, okay so uh, my last question is if you could improve something in this show where do you think it fell out and, and from if you were a, one of the showrunners you know working on season 2 what what would be your inputs in improving uh, guilty minds <clears throat> i mean uh, i don't know uh, in terms of improvements but sometimes i felt that they could have really used certain other markers than let's say putting queer character to make a point you know about about parental acceptance and all of that so i think it's a very very intelligent uh, series so it could have or it could in the next season which i really want to see could move beyond the obvious things because there has been a barrage of uh, these tropes being used all over the again to show certain contemporary realities so perhaps looking ahead and finding more like you know like a history of childhood trauma for one of the protagonists so i think these themes are starting to feel a little repetitive uh, just as somebody who watches a lot of this stuff so i mean i'm just looking to find newer ways to to do that mm-hmm. uh, for for web series to attempt to do something different uh, and you know talk about changing india without just touching these obvious false points so that would be one but before i think we close we have to say uh, 
I mean, we really have to talk about the cast. Mm. You know, they are so good. They are so good. I, I yeah. mean, you know, like Varun Mitra is so charming, and you know, like the way he uses his voice and the way he talks, it's amazing. Uh, Shreya is amazing. You know, like she's very, you know, very. poised as as a very upright idealistic kind of daughter of a supreme court judge who wants to fight her own battles has her own demons that she has to fight with sugandha garg is refreshing i think where has she been she she's so good mm-hmm. so um i think the way the cast uh, has been used is is really really good and also the personal equation between deepak and shreya uh um varun and shreya deepak and and uh, kashyap is something that i really really like so for two people who are at the prof- uh, extreme like like the opposite ends of the professional spectrum have very different personalities but still you know how you could be friends like that's a very telling statement of our contemporary india where you know like twitter fights and whatsapp fights and ideological fights have become this big thing where people feel that you know they want to live in an echo chamber and i think that 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 was very refreshing that cancelling is perhaps not the best way and mm. you could really coexist mm. so yeah so i think the, the the show wins in the subtleties and i would recommend it for sure that's great to hear harshita and I, now i really look forward to your essay i feel that uh, I, i think this this conversation will probably be heard first and and i think it will get people anticipated to read more about the show and and then of course watch the show too so thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for your time the show is guilty minds on amazon prime harshita take care Shasta Vashnav joins us for another episode of What's the Chakkar. Shasta is joining us from Mumbai. How are you doing, Shasta? Hi, Karan. I'm great. Um, Mumbai is very hot, but managing. How are you? Yeah. Speaking of very hot, Delhi has been reaching, you know, uh, the plus forty oh, back to back right. to back. So it's pretty nuts, but yeah, managing yeah. <laughs> managing is a good way of putting it. So, what have you been reading over the past month or so? Actually, this month, Karan, I read a, a a murder mystery, which I haven't. It's called uh, "Murder in Old Bombay" by Nev March. And uh, so the thing is, I am like I love murder mysteries. I've been like reading murder mysteries ever since I can remember. Right? Like I'm not just talking about your regular mystery novels like Nancy Drew or Hardy Boys and all of those, but I'm talking about like. maybe uh, like agatha christie and all of that like i've grown up reading those novels so I but after, in the middle of i hadn't hadn't read any murder mysteries right so i came back to this after ages it was perfect light yet engaging well written and uh, so i'll tell you a little bit about the book it's by a lady called nev march and she's a parsi lady who moved to uh, the states a while ago uh but she's obviously like very attached to her roots because she's she this is a mystery about a parsi family mm. basically these two parsi girls died very mysteriously they fell off the rajabai clock tower and it's set in the it's set in 1890 like it's like back in the day you know and her protagonist is somebody called captain jim agnihotri who's an anglo indian army person and uh, he's sort of i'm i'm, I'm sure she's planning to write a series of novels based on captain jim like being the main uh, you know detective in that sense and uh, this novel actually won a lot of awards i mean including the new york times 
mystery of the year 2020 and all of that like many 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 awards she won like um best best mystery writer and all of that it's a fairly recent novel 2020 21 it's very enjoyable i i loved reading it the only criticism i have is that i felt like it could be tighter Mm. and it's very very long winded and in the middle we go into a lot of army uh, stuff a lot of historical like because it was set in the time 30 years after the uh, sepoy mutiny of 1857 it was it's it's just it's very uh, <laughs> descriptive and it goes into a lot of detail apart from the mystery okay. so the mystery gets solved within like after 3/4 of the novel it's over oh, wow okay Uh, yeah the mystery gets solved uh, very soon but then we get involved in the protagonist's life and you know his the whole surrounding the family the parsi family each character is very well etched out i must say and the dialogues also flow very smoothly so it's something that you know you feel like reading you feel engaged by so that's the only criticism i have there was a little long winded and i also was very intrigued by karan because i'm always very intrigued by when female writers write a male character when, I, i was going to yeah. ask like she, she to choose someone like ajib agnihotri and as you said you, you suggested that that this might become a series of more ajib agnihotri adventures curious decision for a female author to to make i mean a lot of them do it famously yeah, like, dowling literally wrote the harry potter series I, over a male character exactly But, uh, no agatha christie also wrote about hercule poirot yeah. right like i mean that was her main protagonist yeah. so but i'm always a bit curious because her next novel as well is captain jamagnotri but it mm-hmm. seemed to when i read the synopsis it seemed to involve his wife a little bit more mm-hmm. like his wife also becomes a little bit of this detective uh with with her husband so the thing is i don't know maybe i mean the, maybe it's the influence of a father figure on on the author you know or or some sort yeah. of paternal elder male figure that they're um catching yeah. mm. I mean of course Captain Jim also I mean somewhere in some cases he appears too good to be true and he's very self-deprecating and all of that but he's a very sensitive character you know and you can make out because he's been written by a woman so mm. the way he sees the world it, so I was actually observing that as I read you know like how a woman would write a man you know so uh, yeah yeah that wasn't and of course you know uh, It, uh, everything's in the title it's a murder mystery in old bombay and as you mentioned it's bombay from you know 140 years ago or something yes. you are a mumbaiker native like somebody who really knows that city you know through and through in a way was that delightful for you like like was there some city mumbai history peppered in as i know you mentioned there was the the, the digressions of history which you thought were long winded but in general the the historical settings of your hometown your home city i shouldn't even call it a town uh, was that fun for you to read about it was fun and that's another thing i loved about the book the history of mumbai or bombay in that sense you know we, i could really picture the 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 british era when you know all these like rich parsi people were almost like anglo like they, they were very uh, you know allies in that sense so they were almost like really really for the british empire in that sense and all those the balls and the parties that used to happen it was very downton abbey's like it was like it, it was like bombay was a part of that culture of you know horses carriages of course all of that was uh, and this is set in south bombay so they keep describing uh, oval maidan and rajabai tower and you know all those streets of like 
uh, church gate and all of that you know so it, it, it it's quite interesting actually and some some buildings and everything of course I know by heart so it was easy to imagine how it would have been mm-hmm. um, back in the day you know so and of course the book but the book is also it's not just set in Bombay it goes sort of across like Afghanistan and like uh, you know the northeast and it, it, it's spread out in that sense but of mm-hmm. course the main area is Bombay so it was very interesting in that sense yeah that's fun and and uh, and just want to you know before I sort of finish or move on to the book I want to speak about I also wanted to ask so you mentioned you know you're really into mystery novels and and you return to mystery with this with this book um, are there any other mysteries specifically based in India or by Indian authors that that you would like recommend yes. or that you would compare this one to so so it's funny that you asked that because i've just ordered sujata masi's books okay and she's written like a, a trio like a series of books uh, the bombay prince i'm just looking at my bookshelf literally yeah, and yeah. reading the widows of malabar hill that's the that's mm. the uh, you know first one and then there's the satarpur moonstone or mm. yeah sorry from far it's not very clear <laughs> but mm. she's written these three books and these are mysteries and in mm. fact, she's reviewed uh, Nev March's book as well. And oh, she's great. Okay. Okay. So Sujata Masi is another mystery author woman in mm. India who's writing mysteries set in Bombay in like Malabar mm. Hill. You mm. know, so uh, so I w- I'm, I'm going to read her very Fantastic. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I've literally come back to mystery with this book. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So Shasta, you said you read a book. Uh, we, we spoke about how your, your book is by a woman author with a male protagonist. This yes. is where we connect because I read a book by a male author with a female protagonist. <laughs> and, nice. uh, and my book is, uh, it's, it's fantasy. I, I don't read fantasy that often, but I read Moon Witch, Spider King by Marlon James. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know if, have you heard about uh, Marlon James or do, do you know who he is? Yeah. Um, yes, yes. This is a Goodreads. Uh, it keeps coming up at, in Goodreads. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, it, it's volume two of a three-part trilogy. Uh, the Dark Star oh. Trilogy, uh, Volume right. 1, which was called Black Leopard, Red Wolf. It was released uh, three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, and the volume, the third volume will probably be out now in two or three years. This is a brand new novel. Um, right. I, I'm not usually the type that reads fantasy fiction unless it's like really iconic. Like for me, it's like if I'm going to put myself into this world, I better be rewarded, you know? So like, yeah. uh, like I go all right. in. Like, uh, like Lord of the Rings is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Harry Potter, of course, you mentioned that. Uh, Game of Thrones, I read one book. I didn't really like the book that much. Um, but the uh, show. The, uh, as much as the show. Uh, yeah. The Dune series is remarkable. It's like the sci-fi series. Uh, and I'm glad it's finally, oh. you know, they're finally making films out of it. So the okay. reason I chose this series to read is pretty simple. Marlon James wrote uh, one of my favorite novels of the last 20 years, which is A Brief History of Seven Killings, which immediately ah. became, you know, uh, it, it's like literary fiction, but told with a number of experimental voices and point of views. He is a Jamaican-American author, I think. Um, okay. And, um, and the brief history, but it was about, it was a story that largely revolved around Bob Marley's attempted assassination in the 70s. And so it's oh. a fictionalized version of that with a bunch of other characters around it. It's really funny, really violent. And, you know, like, like it's like a mafia, gangster, political intrigue uh, novel, you know. Um, and he also wrote the very lovely The Book of Night Woman. So he's, so so I was kind of surprised that he went from that to, he wanted to write this like epic saga, sort of like it was described, not fully accurately, but it was described as, you know, the African diasporic 
uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh and, wow! Um, okay. <laughs> it was kind of like wow. Afrofuturistic, mystical, magical world that he created. You know, so uh, just briefly, you know, like it, we've already had two of the three books out, as I mentioned. The largest story is quite clear. So there are eight mercenaries of different kind of magical, you know, beings, so to say, and they mm-hmm. were hired to find to find a missing boy. This boy is important, uh, but but the reasons why the why, why this boy is so important is like hinted but not fully explored yet. Nine oh. years later, the boy is dead, and only three mercenaries remain. Uh, one of them is Tracker, who has these exceptional like tracking skills. He can smell, you know, across the nations almost. One is Sogolon, the Moon Witch. She's like a battle-tested, fearless fighter, and you know, some sometimes forces of nature work in her favor. And then the third is a shape-shifting leopard. So, uh, so far, what each book does is that it takes one character. So the, the book one was about the from the tracker's perspective, and 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 told the whole story of this of the tracker's backstory and then the missing boy. Uh, volume two, which I'm almost done with, uh, is told through the voice of Sogolon, the the Moon Witch. These are massive books. It's like five six hundred pages long. There's so much detail and story, and um, and I think I think what James wants us to pay attention to is you know how it's the same story told through different perspectives so so how are their perspectives different you know how are they uh, remembering the account differently from the other person so there's a lot of action there's magical stuff there's a lot of violence there's some threat of mystery you know what happened to that boy um i somewhat enjoyed the first one mm-hmm. but that was more because of the hype of you know okay i'm, I'm one of martin james done now uh, the second one i i enjoyed it a lot more it's particularly excellent i felt Uh, if you're into okay. that sort of stuff, you know uh, there has been a lot of criticism because it's very graphic. So it, this is these are definitely not fantasy stories for children. These are super adults. Ah, there's okay. um, you know a lot of graphic violence. There's there's rape. There's a lot of like extremely weird sexual situations. Um, but what hmm. James I think excels in is kind of giving um, uh, a lot of depth to his characters. So so Sogolon, who's the the subject of volume two, yeah, the Moon Witch. Yeah. She's especially likable. She's you know battled immense odds since her childhood. She's like this discarded girl who was given no name until she adopted her own. Uh, she became this like bloodthirsty warrior. She has an affair with this shape shifting, very sexual affair with a shape shifting lion. Um, she becomes a mother and then continues being a fighter and a hunter. So it's just like there's a lot going on. And the way I would describe it is this you know these books are capital all caps excessive. You know, there's there's just almost too much going on, uh, but it is fantasy after all. You know, and I have to mm-hmm. let my guard down. It's kind of like go with the ride, and yeah, it's been it's it's been pretty fun. Like I'm curious, you know, do do you read fantasy a lot, or is this something down your? Yeah, the last no, actually, I honestly don't like fantasy because you have to really suspend reality and really sort of just dive in, like you said. Uh, the last fantasy novel I read was by T J. Clune, The House in the Cerulean Sea. Yeah, we spoke and, about uh, that on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 and he had again like made this whole new cast of characters and you really have to get into each little child and each person with magical powers and all of that mm-hmm. and uh, of course the main one of the main focuses of tj clune's writing is that it's queer fantasy right which is again very marginalized and that sense like not too many people write queer fantasy i'm guessing so yeah that so, was the last one i read so 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 is this one somewhat because marlon james i think he's queer and there's a lot of uh, lgbt related fantasy like uh, threads in this novel uh, i don't want to go too much into it but it's like 
it, yeah. it, it, it just is. You know, I think in the past when you read these violent fantasies, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're, you, people can imagine almost anything in the universe, but they can't imagine gay characters, right? Whereas with, <laughs> uh, with, with this series, I think um, the yeah. queer characters and, and the choices between, you know, where one stands on the binary is all yeah. is is almost as fluid as the the characters themselves being shapeshifters. So there's shapeshifting leopards, there's shapeshifting lions, and then you mm. know they're also shifting between their binary choices or whatever. So, um, so in that sense, it it, it it touches on that, but but it is quite um, it's surprising that someone like Marlon James, who again I was used to his lit- literary stuff, wrote this. It's fun. That's all I can say. It's it's a fun read. Yeah, and yeah. and that's the fun part about fantasy, right? Like somewhere it does mirror reality, and it it's exactly like it mirrors reality, but in a very excessive way, like yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Shastas, thank you so much for, for joining this thank month's you, podcast. You, you read Nev March's... Nev March's Murder in Old Bombay. In Old mm-hmm. Bombay. And I read Marlon James' Moon Witch, Spider King. Thank you. Nice. A big thank you to all the guests for joining us today. And of course, to all the listeners who have tuned in. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please check us out on thechakkar.com. And we are on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter at The Chakkar. Until next time, Chakkar Ghumte Raho.